Today I want to speak about an important topic for me, and specifically during this time, when so much unstable, instability, so much things are going on right now. So much threat, so much war, so much rumors of war, so much things going on around. I would like to speak about an important, uh, in importance to find the Messiah in the scriptures. And I would like to start with Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 28. Today's uh, Brita Hadasha portion, Brita Hadasha reading. Here's so important uh, part for us. So Hebrews 9, 11 and through 28. But when the Messiah appeared as Kogen Gadol, the high priest, and remember, today we remember days of Yom Kippur. We read it in the Torah. So. But when the Messiah appeared as Kogen Gadol, the high priest of the good things that are happening already, then through the greater and more perfect tent, which is non-made, non-man-made, he entered the holiest place once and for all, for, for all. And he entered not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus setting people free forever. Thus setting people free forever. I just want to stop here. It is a spiritual freedom. Freedom from condemnation, freedom from sin, freedom from death, freedom from spiritual captivity. By His own blood, He sets us free forever. Let us say together, free forever. I can stop right here. He sets us free forever. Yeshua the Messiah. So many people know him by Jesus Christ. He's the same. It is his name. Yeshua the Messiah. Who gave us forgiveness, freedom, mercy, future. He is our blessing. He is the gate for us into heavenly places. He's everything for us. Free forever. And you know, we live in the time when people need freedom. People need freedom. People need freedom. What's going on in Ukraine? People need freedom. People need the place of peace. People looking for peace and the most important place of peace. It is Yeshua, the Messiah. Verse 14. Then how much more the blood of the Messiah, who through the eternal Spirit, the Spirit of God, Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, offered Himself, and I love this place of the Scriptures, He offered Himself. I heard some people say the Jews crucified uh, Yeshua or Jesus. I heard that Romans crucified Jesus. I heard that uh, Ukrainians crucified Jesus or Polish people crucified he offered himself. He is the sacrifice for our sin. He came to die for us and to set us free forever and ever by his own blood. 
so, then how much more the blood of the Messiah who through the eternal spirit offered himself to God as a sacrifice without blemish will purify our conscience from works that lead to death. And thank you, Brian, for mentioning about these uh, special leaves. And when Adam and Eve, they try to hide themselves and they try to put um, these special leaves into very special places of their body. I don't think it was face. I think other places. <laughs> but this is our works. This is our, our try, our, our tension to get good with God without Yeshua, without His sacrifice. It is impossible. It is ugly without Him. We cannot cover ourselves without the blood of Messiah. And I really believe when Adam and Eve, they committed sin, they lost the glory of the Lord because the glory of the Lord was were on them. And after their sin, this glory was lifted up. So, such a promise. This sacrifice will purify in English, it's will. It's, it's not maybe or somebody, but it will purify. Certainly will purify our conscience from works that lead to death so that we can serve the living God. I would like to um, make a pause here. We are called to serve the living God. All of us. All of us. We are called to serve the living God. And it's possible only through the blood of Yeshua the Messiah. It is not because of our works or religious, religious uh, works or our prayers or anything else. The only way to the Lord, to God, is through Yeshua the Messiah, who is our eternal redemption. And verse 28, So also the Messiah, having been offered wants to bear the sins of many, will appear, appear a second time. Not to deal with sin. And I, I love this place of the scriptures. Not to deal with sin. It's already, it's finished. He already took our sins upon himself. But to deliver those who are eagerly waiting for him. And you know, in this time, um, specifically this time, I can feel this, uh, this cry to the Lord inside of me. We are eagerly waiting for Him. It is so messy, so much troubles, so much death and so much pain. So people of God, we have only one way to go through Yeshua the Messiah with this really strong pull in us, we are eagerly waiting for him. And if you would ask me, um, will it be okay in this earth? You know what will I say to you? I don't know. I don't think so. It is so messy. It's getting even more messy every day. Do you remember 20, uh, 2020 when this coronavirus starts? Do you remember that Beautiful time. 
we were praying, Lord, deliver us from 2020. We are expecting 2021. And I know that some people celebrated 2021 with such a hope that everything is over. Now it's everything new. Do you remember that moment? I remember I talked to some of you and you said, 2020s. And then 2021 came with its surprises and hit us even stronger. And I remember we came to 2022 with this expectation. Now with everything behind us. Now everything is new. Deliverers is coming soon. And 2022 is the special year. So we welcome 2022. And look what's going on around us. I believe our hope, not in this world, not in this news, not in what's going on around us, our hope in the Messiah, Yeshua. The believers of the first centuries managed to find the Messiah in the Torah and the Scriptures and build their trust in the Lord on the foundation of the Messiah. If you know the history of the first congregation, first messianic congregation of the first church, you will see the only basis of their faith was Yeshua the Messiah. They were going through such terrible times, but always with joy and expectation. And here come, come, I came to the point that we need to have joy of Messiah, joy of salvation, joy of His redemption in our life, because He accomplished everything for us. I want to look in one of the passages from the Bible that always inspires me to look at for the Messiah in the Tanakh. It is book of Acts chapter 17, verse 2 and verse 3. Acts 17, 2 and 3. As was his custom, Paul went to the Jewish people and for three Shabbatot, three Shabbatot, he debated the scriptures with them. He opened them and gave evidence that Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead, saying, This Yeshua, whom I declare to you, is the Messiah. What a news. I have a question for all of us. What scriptures did he debate with them? We know that the New Testament was not written at the time. It was the Torah, prophets, and writings. And verse 11, let us go farther. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, because they received the message with goodwill, searching the scriptures, each day to see whether these things were true. And verse 12, therefore many of them believed, as well as quite a few prominent Greek women and men. Here's the good message to, uh, to all our sisters. Sisters first. Greek women and men. I know that usually uh, women are first. <laughs> and we men like, okay, dear, whatever. Congregation, I'm following you. Sometimes happen. Not always, but it's just true. So they searched the scriptures with goodwill. Let us say together, goodwill. With all their hearts, without a wrong agenda. 
And they were able to find Yeshua, the Messiah, in the Tanakh, an Old Testament. So, please think about it. The first Messianic believers had no Brita Hadashah, the New Testament, at the time. And their faith was built upon the Messiah, whom they were able to find in the Tanakh, in the Torah, prophets' writings. And think about it. How strong was their faith built upon Yeshua in the Scriptures? I believe, to, especially today, every one of us needs to be able to build faith and trust in the Lord on the foundation of Yeshua, the Messiah, in the Bible. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Messiah by the word of God. So the only one way to keep our faith is to carefully, carefully search Yeshua the Messiah in the scriptures, in the Tanakh, in the Brita Hadashah. It is very important for us to find the Messiah in the Torah, in the prophets and the scriptures so that our faith can be founded on our personal knowledge of the scriptures. You know, it is easy to believe when somebody said something to us. I mean, it's easy to believe. But it is much better and deeper to believe and trust the Lord when you can find Him in the Scriptures. When your faith is your personal faith. When you really believe because you found Him here. So with this in mind, let's find Yeshua in the Tanakh. I, I want to show only a few places today, but you can research much more for yourself. So let us open Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53. And let's start with verse 1. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Here's one of the most messianic prophecies in the Tanakh. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of Adonai revealed? And you know, one of the names of, or titles of the Messiah, he's the arm of Adonai. He's the arm of Adonai, our Messiah. Verse 3. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Verse 5. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. So Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter, like a sheep before its sharers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. And verse 11. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one my servant will make many righteous and he will bear their iniquities. In the Bible, 
we are, we are called the holy people, the righteous one, and not because we are perfect. And uh, I, I know probably we have somebody perfect here, for sure. I'm pretty sure. We are such a good company. And if you're perfect, please do not show it right now. Tell me later after the service. I, I want to learn how to be perfect. So we're all full of other things. I mean, really. Without Yeshua, we are a mess. And more you think that you're perfect, you need to ask your wife. <laughs> Is it true or not? Maybe you're perfect, I don't know. Without Yeshua, we are a mess, all of us. I mean, our thoughts, our hearts, our words. We can do something without even realizing it. But the good news is that my servant will make many righteous. How? Because he will bear their iniquities. This is the way of our righteousness. No other ways. No other ways. Verse 12. Therefore I will give him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoil with the mighty, because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. So we are all transgressors, but we are covered by the blood of Yeshua the Messiah. I have a question for us. Who was pierced? Who was crushed because of our transgressor, transgressions and iniquities? Who paid full price and was slaughtered like a sheep for us? I know that some rabbis or some teachers try to put Israel in this place. Israel was crushed. Israel took their sins of us. Israel. But I read this book of Acts. When we read without our own agenda, with an open heart towards the scriptures, we can see who this one is. And it's clearly He's Yeshua, the Messiah, who was crushed, crucified, who take our sins upon him, who paid the full price, price of redemption. And now, can you imagine how accurate is the prophecy from Isaiah? The word by word. Everything accomplished in Yeshua's life. Everything. Our hearts belong to him. He is our savior and our love. He's our passion. He's our master and he's our king. He's everything for us. Amen. And you know what I love about Messianic congregation? We can be in unity in this question. And if you don't believe in Yeshua, this is your time to invite him in your own life. Because our congregation, everything about Yeshua the Messiah, he is the basis of our congregation. Amen. The Lord, Son of God, who became the sacrifice for all of us, is perfect without any sin or defect. So I want to read one more prophecy about the coming of the Messiah and how beautiful he is. So let us open Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Here's a very unusual place of the scriptures and so many 
so many people, they, they can't understand and explain this place. They can't even grasp an idea that is here. 4, verse 5. For to us a child is born. Let us say a child is born. What a news. I mean, no news here. We have one child here with us today. His name is Benjamin. He looks like he's right now he's resting. No, he's out there. Okay, I see. How old is he actually? Four months. It was such a news. But it is normal. A child is born. It is not something that can shake the world because it is good to have children. We have Shabbat school. We have um, uh, Shabbat teachers who is really heroes working right now with children. For to us a child is born. A son will be given to us. So this is like, it's a normal, uh, normal direction. But the good news is later. And the government will be upon his shoulder. Wow, this is the good news. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Who can be Wonderful Counselor? The child? Mighty God. A child. Mighty God. The child was born and he was called from the beginning Mighty God. My Father of Eternity and Prince of Shalom. This is why we need Yeshua because he is Prince of Shalom. And verse 6. It, and remember, this is about the child. Of the increase of his government and shalom, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom. This child, this is the good news. What a child it is. Is it possible that any child of man will be called mighty God, wonderful counselor, Father Eternity, Prince of Peace. It is Prophet Isaiah who says this, moved by the Holy Spirit. The Lord gave him this prophecy. And we all know the only one child, the Messiah, who was born by the woman in the flesh, but whose father is the mighty God. Do you remember how many times some of the people of Israel were looking to kill Yeshua because he called himself the Son of God. But you know, he has all rights to call himself Son of God because he is Son of God. Because he is wonderful counselor, mighty God, my Father of eternity, Prince of Peace. And I would like to read Luke chapter 1. And let us imagine the moment when Mary or Miriam received the good news from the Lord. Let us imagine this picture. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Here's the young lady, young woman, with the Jewish name Miriam, or her English name Mary. So in her foreign passport, she was Mary. In her Hebrew, uh, she was Miriam. So she, here she is, young lady. I don't know what was her attention. Maybe she prayed in the morning, maybe not. Maybe she was going to 
clean her teeth or, you know, or, or do something. I don't know what she was doing at the moment. But here's the angel came to her. The angel spoke to her, verse 30. Do not be afraid, Miriam. And I, I, I only can imagine her um, facing with this angel, messenger of God, huge, powerful, in the power of the Holy Spirit. She was shaking. She was afraid. Maybe she thought, okay, oh, it's my end. Where I did something wrong. Maybe I sinned yesterday. Oh, come on. I'm finished here. I'm done. Here's the angel. Do not be afraid, Miriam, for you have found favor with God. In verse 31. And can you imagine this lady, this young woman, Miriam? Behold, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, which means salvation or savior. He will be great and will be called Ben Elyon, son of Most High. Adonai Elohim, the Lord of hosts, will give him the throne of David, his father. He shall reign over the house of Jacob for all eternity, and his kingdom will be without end. Isaiah chapter 9. Here's this Jewish lady with this angel receiving this good news, shaking, afraid for her life. She couldn't believe that what was going on, but she received this prophecy into her own life. She gave birth to the Messiah, creator of the world. Can you imagine? She gave birth to Messiah who participated in the creation of this world. He is the word of God. The one who was to die for her own sins and be sacrificed for her. her. Here she, young mother, she's pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Father God is the father of this small baby, small child. She's feeding this child. She's taking care of this child. I think she was a good mother because angels said to her, be careful with this child. Take care of him. At the same time, this child is the mighty God, the father of eternity. She's taking care of, of him, but reality that he's taking care of her. She's feeding him, but it is he who gave her life and sustained her life. And he is giving life to her. I know this probably quiet here. Maybe I said something wrong, but do you remember the story when Yeshua walked on the, on the sea, on the lake? And they were amazed because he's walking on the lake. They had no idea that he is 
holding this earth by his own hands. For them, it was a miracle. He is walking on the lake. For them, for him, it was guys. <laughs> Do you want to see miracle? I will show you later. She was his mother, but he was her Messiah and the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9. The child is given to us. His name is Mighty God. Okay, one more, one last place from the prophets about the Messiah. It is Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Only one verse. Zechariah 12, verse 10. The last for today. This is the promise from the Lord to, to us, to the Jewish people, to the people of Israel. Then I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication, the Holy Spirit. When they will look, and here I would like to stop for a moment, when it will happen, when the Holy Spirit will come upon Israel, when this moment we pray about, I pray about every day, Lord, please Come and fill us with your spirit. Save your people. When this moment will happen, I will pour out my spirit when they will look towards me. And remember, this is the Lord who said it. They, they will look towards me whom they pierced. The same prophecy. They will look on me, Lord saying that, whom they pierced. It is Yeshua the Messiah by the Holy Spirit given the prophecy to Zechariah. And Zechariah, because he was faithful, he writes this down to us. They will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. Only son. And grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn. Yes, his firstborn. Yeshua the Messiah. They will look towards me, says the Lord, whom they pierced. It is Yeshua. He is Yeshua, our Messiah. This is the promised Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of the Messiah. By his Spirit, we are resurrected from the dead to the new life in the Messiah. In conclusion, I want to say that the time is coming when all of Israel will be saved. It is a promise from the Lord. Romans chapter 9, 10, 11, you can find it. It is a promise from the Lord. All Israel shall be saved. All Israel shall be saved. Zechariah chapter 12. All Israel will receive Yeshua the Messiah. They will see him whom, who was pierced and will receive the Holy Spirit. All Israel shall be saved. How blessed we are that we can see Yeshua in the Bible and know him how he is, the loving and forgiving savior of our souls. Today we read only a few prophecies about the Messiah who is promised in the Tanakh, and there are much, much more there in the Bible and the scriptures. And I want to challenge all of us today, when we read the Bible, try to look for the Messiah, to find him, 
and build your faith upon Him in the Scriptures. Not upon somebody's teaching or somebody's words, but find Him in the Scriptures. I believe that this kind of faith and trust can sustain you through all the troubles of this time. And when all the world goes crazy, which is already happens, you will be able to say, I built my life not on the news and problems around me, but upon promises about my Messiah, Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So let us stand together. I would like to invite uh, Ina. Let us stand together. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. And we will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. Let us pray together. Yevrecha Chadonai Vishmarecha, Yeredonai Panavalecha Vichunecha, Yisadonai Panavalecha Vayasem Lecha Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpacha, and you're invited to Shalom Center, please. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>